You're listening to the Stoic Solutions Podcast, practical wisdom for everyday life. I'm your host, Justin Vakula. This is episode 69 of Vegan Lifestyle, reflections on my personal diet and why you should consider making changes for your health, your bank account, the environment, and animals. Visit my website at stoicsolutionspodcast.com where you can connect with me on social media, find past episodes, and join my Discord chat server for interactive discussion. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal to access special rewards, including the ability to have upcoming guests answer your questions, custom-tailored podcast episodes, and personalized one-on-one discussions. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave reviews to help support my efforts. Email me with your thoughts, justinvacula at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. I'm now about one year into a mostly vegan diet following the elimination of dairy products within snack or meal replacement bars and whey protein. Newer vegan alternatives I have found include Health Warrior and Lara Bar products and pea protein powder. I've also been using a rice cooker to steam brown rice, quinoa, tofu, and veggies. Initially, about five years ago, I departed from an unhealthy way of life weighing in at around 300 pounds after learning more about the benefits of exercise and concerns about animal suffering also motivated by the allure of poker play, walking and exercising while absorbing information in podcasts and other mediums, which continue to state that a healthier lifestyle will lead to better results and more stamina at the poker tables. I'm now weighing in at around 170 pounds, a healthy weight, no longer desiring many of the unhealthy foods I used to eat. I radically shifted my mindset concerning food, which seems to put me at extreme odds compared to the general population, who seems to live to eat rather than eat to live, and has no problem excessively spending on takeout food, delivery food, and eating out, even though they profess having financial problems. Some cast me as a killjoy or think I am really missing out on something through my plant-based diet, but I find pleasures, those I think that are more worthwhile, in other ways which don't threaten my health, finances, or harm others. Stoic philosophers, as noted by Ward Farnsworth, past podcast guest and author of The Practicing Stoic, a philosophical user's manual, draw attention to inherent costs of our actions. We're to be mindful of our choices, thinking of benefits and trade-offs, not only in the monetary realm, but also in other areas involving time, health, and our personal integrity. Are we in control of our lives, making conscious decisions, or are we driven by our desires and thus living slavishly? Those who engage in unhealthy ways of life compromise their own health, and in favor of what? Convenience? Mere pleasure lasting for about 15 minutes? Taste? Appetite? Is it really worth it in the long run? In 2018, for most people, we can live without consumption of animal products and still obtain protein, iron, vitamins, and essential nutrients, which some think are difficult to obtain through a plant-based diet. What then is the justification for consumption of animal products and unhealthy food if we can take small steps to substitute for a plant-based diet? Philosopher Peter Singer has a classic example of a man seeing a drowning baby in a large puddle. Should he rescue the baby if this means getting wet or dirtying or ruining a suit? Such a small trade-off ought to prompt us to act. With a plant-based diet, I think this analogy is fitting. We can make a small lifestyle change for a greater good. With consumption of animal products, we're often contributing to needless animal suffering, especially when considering cruel practices associated with factory farming, environmental ruin. Think of all the land and food which is needed to beef up, no pun intended, cows, and all the waste and water involved just with the tending of cows. There's degradation of our bodies, 
Often, this food that people talk about tasting good, like cheesesteaks and fried chicken, is outrageously unhealthy. There's a large chunk of money removed from our wallets, even if it's just a bit at a time, through that combo meal which adds french fries and soda, or the $5 to $10 dessert, which you can surely live without. Personally, as I've explained in previous podcast episodes, I start most days with protein shakes, eat a rice cooker meal with added fruit for lunch or dinner, and consume soylent meal replacement drinks with added fruit. I almost never eat out, save rare social occasions, and while inside casinos, where my food is mostly complimentary. Through this approach, I reduce my environmental impact, maintain a healthy lifestyle, reduce cost of living, and dramatically reduce my impact on animals. What do I lose? Why would I want to behave otherwise? Why would anyone? Justifications or reasons people typically provide, outside rare cases of people saying they need to consume animal products for health reasons, is lack of concern, loving the taste of certain foods, and doubt about how they would be able to transition. People laud my diet, offer respect. They say things like, I can never do what you do, good for you. Why, though, have a self-defeating attitude and prioritize our sense of taste over competing concerns such as animal suffering, the environment, personal health, and financial costs? What value is to be found in consumption of animal products when alternatives of similar cost or less exist? We can even have food that tastes good, why ever that's a prime concern, without consumption of animal products, especially by adding sauces and spices full of flavor. Let's not make excuses or be a victim to our habits. It's hard for me to not be judgmental of those who knowingly continue a carnivorous lifestyle, even though they understand what they are doing and have the means to change their ways. They seem to light money on fire at so-called fine dining establishments and other restaurants on a regular basis, consuming animal products. Why order the $20 steak hibachi meal when the vegetable hibachi meal is $8 cheaper and absent animal products? Why order the meat lover's pizza when you can instead have a salad with a generous amount of toppings? Is it out of sight, out of mind, that you know the animal is being killed and exploited, but since you're not seeing it happen or killing it yourself, you, in good conscience, can somehow devour that steak? Where is the justice in that? Especially for those aspiring to a stoic way of life, seeing all beings as part of a greater whole and deserving of dignity. For those who may be ignorant about the consequences of their actions, radically lack self-discipline, have certain health problems, or have extremely limited financial means, I can be more understanding, but not so towards those who continue their bad habits and are able to make changes. As aspiring Stoics were to question the ways of the masses, the supposed wisdom of the crowds, and wonder about the value in all that we do. Are we using our time well? Are we prioritizing virtue over desire? Are we compromising our integrity to satiate our appetites? What is the real value in eating unhealthy food? Can we, in good conscience, continue supporting slaughter and exploitation in the farming practices by voting with our dollars while maintaining that we're following the virtue of justice? As I observe others' behaviors and see what appears to me to be slavish desire, I become more disgusted with consumption of animal products and unhealthy food. I observe restaurants and other venues which sell food and drinks and wonder why animal products exist on the menu and why people make such selections when viable alternatives exist. The local Ben & Jerry shop, for instance, has non-dairy ice cream for those who want a snack, hopefully once in a while, but hasn't phased out the dairy products. People continue to consume the dairy products and load up on sugar as obesity, diabetes, and other health concerns persist. The local Johnny Rockets location has a Boca Burger, featured on their menu, yet it's hardly requested. A local buffet has a great selection of veggies, fruit, and a nice salad bar, yet the meat-carving station and fried foods remain. 
I view it as a modern tragedy, really, as the masses continue their habits, harming themselves, seemingly prioritizing taste and habit over other concerns I've mentioned. They continue their hedonistic lifestyle, which has no value to me. Someone who is more content with a healthier, frugal, and simpler lifestyle. Someone who aspires to live a conscientious, ethical lifestyle informed by Stoic philosophy. What good are my words about living an ethical, examined life if I couldn't bring myself to make simple changes in my way of life and say no to certain desires? Surely I can't avoid all entanglement with injustice, but this is no excuse for living in a reckless manner. It's something I hear from meat-eaters, that no matter what, there will still be environmental impact. Some kind of harm. Indeed, but we can limit the harm of our actions by taking simple steps toward reducing harm, namely removing animal products from our diets, even starting gradually by removing red meat, the largest area of concern, and then other meat, seafood, and finally dairy, winning yourself away from past habits. I'm also grateful for having broken free from the unhealthy lifestyle and can now make better choices. I encourage others to follow in my path, even initially taking gradual steps, rather than a more hardcore approach which may not work. Stoic writers suggest we get our lives in order, be the best version of ourselves we can be, aspiring toward a life of virtue, personal excellence. We're not to procrastinate. Thanks for your time, and stay tuned for future content. Visit my website at stoicsolutionspodcast.com, where you can connect with me on social media, find past episodes, and join my Discord chat server for interactive discussion. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal to access special rewards, including the ability to have upcoming guests, answer your questions, custom-tailored podcast episodes, and personalized one-on-one discussions. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave reviews to help support my efforts. Email me with your thoughts, justinvacula at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. Podcast music, used with permission, is brought to you by Phil Giordano's symphonic metal group Fairyland from their album Score to a New Beginning. Thanks to generous patrons and fans of this podcast who help support my work. Have a great day.